Odyssey News Digest, 30th of March, 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news. Mostly pedestrian. Radical auto-embarkationism blamed for bombs. Mostly pedestrian. In an effort to emulate the funding success of the forthcoming space simulation game Stellar Citizen, which is currently in its 1,294th year of development and is expected to enter a public beta shortly, the Pilots' Federation has released an early build of a full-scale simulation of an entire star system, a huge achievement, having more planets than the Stellar Citizen systems of Stanton and Pyro combined. As well as providing much-needed revenue, the Pilots' Federation hopes that the replica of the Adityan system will help educate commanders on the correct etiquette for interacting with the local population when landing on planets is permitted, something that may be possible in as little as eight weeks. It turns out that the correct etiquette is to get out of the space taxi and promptly and efficiently die in one of a number of exciting ways, including freezing, boiling, asphyxiated and being shot by security guards. The Pilots' Federation hasn't quite got round to writing the manual yet, leaving their members wandering around aimlessly, taking missions they cannot possibly complete and burning their way through the 50,000 virtual credits they were generously granted to start them off in the simulation. Critics have pointed out that there's very little T-posing, standing on the furniture or clipping through walls into unexpected and fatal EVAs, and that assets such as spaceships and space stations rarely blink out of existence or fail to load, in the way that players of Stellar Citizen have come to expect. The Odyssey Adityan simulation is therefore not particularly realistic or authentic as a real space simulation. The Pilots' Federation took care to make sure the so-called lepers, the old-time commanders who, <laughs> who spend all their time bitching about how awful the galaxy is, were put firmly at the back of the queue for access to the Odyssey star system simulation, so that people who actually enjoy the galaxy weren't held up by a barricade of slow-moving Zimmer frames and cudgels. After choosing a new hairstyle, a novelty after so long with free-range hair growth, Commanders discovered that they can't, after all, walk about just by waggling their joysticks, but that they have to press buttons on a keyboard. It's a bit like a battery-operated wheelchair. You press the buttons and you move around. The quickest way to make virtual credits appears to be to recover items from abandoned and powered-down settlements. To find the location of the thing you're retrieving, you need to power up a terminal using the special Rampant Rabbit tool. Commanders don't yet have arcs in the simulation, but when they do, they'll be saving up for pedestrian suit customizations, such as the waggly foot of Breban, which will be connected to their Remlock helmet by a spring, so it appears to march up and down across their head as they walk. Canon Interstellar is reported to be concerned about the possibility of newly liberated peduncle trees taking over the galaxy. Commanders using the Xbox and PS control systems are keeping the real galaxy running smoothly, while many of those using the PC flight control system are indulging themselves in the space simulation and spending an absolute virtual fortune in virtual Vitadynanomeds after getting themselves virtually critically injured. Radical auto-embarkationism blamed for bombs. 
A radical new theory has been put forward, suggesting that the recent attacks on nine starports might not have been caused by a Republican group within the Empire after all, but by members of the Pilots' Federation. A particularly vocal crowd of agitators, the so-called auto-embarkationists, hold that commanders should not be beamed up into ships, but should be at liberty to board the ship by climbing the ladder themselves, and that they should even be allowed to walk to their seat in the cockpit unaided possibly even choosing which chair to sit in. A similar group, the auto-alitists, believe that commanders should be permitted to leave their seat at will, move around the cockpit and climb down the ladder onto the planet's surface or into the docking bay without mechanical assistance. But there's more. The auto-manifestory group believes that clicking a button to buy a commodity and having that commodity loaded into your ship in less than a second is technology that flies in the face of nature and that if you wish to buy 750 tonnes of performance enhancers, then you should jolly well have to load those performance enhancers into the hold yourself over the course of several hours. That is what real space transport is about. The theory goes that these radical and dangerous extremists may well have detonated the bombs as part of a protest against the Pilots' Federation leadership. True to their purest principles, they fell on a bound to auto-detonate and therefore comprehensively blew themselves up with the bombs and no one apart from a small greasy smudge of raspberry jam was left to explain what the protest was all about. After all this devastation, the neo-Marlinists simply had to claim responsibility for the incidents, creating political disruption in all the superpowers and calls for the Empire to clamp down on the peaceful Marlinists. Now that they've blown themselves up, it remains to be seen whether the auto-embarkationists will make quite so much fuss in future, or if they'll accept the landing on planet's permits for what they are. And that's this week's Odyssey News. Odyssey News, we read the news so you don't have to. Promptly and, <laughs> promptly and efficiently die in one of a number of exciting ways. <laughs>